All right. Well, welcome to the Scale and Bill podcast live from Wadapalooza. Normally, we just start with Ben Jawalski. What's up? So, Ben Jawalski, what's up? I'm sore. I'm over-caffeinated. <laughs> and we're in a really good sound booth here at Wadapalooza. You're probably still drunk from the tequila at breakfast. No, not at all. Dude, my body is like, what are you doing? I'm on this RP thing. You know, we've been talking about RP. So... I get up this morning, I have my protein and my perfect number of grams of carbs. And, and then, then you come eat brunch with me. And then I go have brunch with you guys, and I have an egg white omelet, and then we start doing tequila shots, and my body's like, what the F? What are you doing? This is not part of the plan. My shots were filled with water. I know that for a fact. I don't know. Man, it was good. It was, it was the best egg white omelet I've ever had, and it had nothing to do with the two tequila shots. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to do I'm telling you, it was water, man. It tasted like water to me, so I, I'm going to... My body processed it as water. So so you're sore. You did the gauntlet. I did. Currently, I'm still in the top ten, which is terrifying, which means I might have to compete... I might have to come out of my second retirement to compete on Sunday, which is kind of terrifying. But there's still a couple heats left, so hopefully they'll bump me out of the top ten. I, I know people if you want me to get you bumped. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell me about the gauntlet. What I have was a it? really severe pinky injury. It might prevent me from performing on Sunday. Well, we're not going to discuss how you injured your pinky, but <laughs> why don't we uh, only talk about the gauntlet? So the, w- walk me through what it was. So the we can gauntlet was spectacular, and I highly re- recommend anyone who comes to Wadapalooza as a spectator, try it. Because they have multiple divisions. There's RX, intermediate, scaled. I know that's at least what exists. And it's fun. It's an hour. It's basically like a Monster Mash workout, if you've ever done one of those, where it's just like you have one hour. How many different workouts can we squeeze in one hour? And that's what we did. So we actually had, it was like six different workouts, I believe. There was a three-rep max overhead squat. There was a snatch bar over burpee workout. There was a max air bike sprint, which, of course, I bombed completely. (laughs) There was, I, 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 I bailed that one, John. And then there was uh, another one that had a really cool apparatus that they've kind of introduced here at the games, like the flip pig yeah. thing. Yeah. That was fun. It was a great time. And then there was like there was three couplets that all had gymnastics, and that's where I, I came back. All right. So let's go through it one, one workout at a time. All right. Because your mind is like a bag of raccoons, dude. It's just like... I ask you that a question. could be the caffeine. I, I ask you a question. I get like a thousand answers. What was the first workout? What was the first one? The very first workout was an opener of establish a three rep max overhead squat from the ground. That okay. was that was my time to shine. All right. So let's let's keep in mind our because I know we're live and you like to talk about how strong you are, but let's keep in mind our audience, which is scaled athletes and people new to CrossFit. So three rep max. How did you? How would you approach it if you were a scaled athlete? Would you take it from the floor, clean it, take yes. it to the back rack? Like, what would you do? So it all depends on your ability. So um, I knew that my three rep max overhead squat should surpass my one rep max, or like let's say ninety percent of like my power snatch. I knew I should be able to beat that. Sure. So right off the bat, I knew I wanted to clean it rather than snatch it. Because if you miss a high percentage snatch, like let's say you got up to 95 or even 100%, you would have to switch your strategy in the middle of the, of yeah. the, of the seven minute, which didn't make any sense. So for me, what I actually did was I power cleaned it with a wide grip and then jerked 
into my overhead position and then squat it from there. Okay. A lot of people are going to bring it to their front rack, bump it to their back rack, press over, you know, push press or, yeah. or push jerk from the back rack, and then do the overhead squats. But for me, that's like a lot of fatigue under the bar. So if I practiced prior to the event, that's the only part I practiced was like, hey, I wonder if I could just jerk this from the front rack position with a wide grip. And right. it actually worked out really well. Some people occasionally, and I'm not one of these, so this is, I'm not suggesting this to people, but some people I see will jerk it even with a closer grip, like they do close grip, closer grip, yeah. overhead squats. That's what I did. If, if you have the mobility to do right. it, which I do not have that mobility. We've established that many times. Yes, yes. And that's, and that's why I say, like, I mean, like every question you've ever asked me on this yeah. podcast, right, the, the answer is it depends. It depends on what, what is your mobility. For a lot of people, the right move was to power clean it bump it, you know, like kind of like push press to the back rack, adjust your hands so they're nice and wide, and then take the barber head and, and try squatting. So if someone wanted to test this from home, what is it by percentage of that clean that you were mentioning? Ooh. Um, I guess I, I, I wouldn't say it's a percentage of clean, even though it, it winds up being like that could be a limiting factor, but chances are your three rep max overhead squat will maximize prior to your one rep max power clean, if I had to okay, guess. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so really it all depends on like, what are you comfortable with that three rep max over? I thought it was a well-designed portion. Like, yeah, the I'm sure some people failed the clean, but most people they're gonna fail on the squats. Right. More so than the actual clean to the shoulders. Right. So for me, I was able to build up like, my one rep max power clean, let's say is, like 315, and I was able to get to, to 280 on the power clean, which is what I did, the three rep max overhead squat. So I never necessarily approached like that, oh, I can't clean this anymore. Right. But definitely power clean. You don't want to don't burn the, the, the legs and the squat. And I would also say you, what you don't want to do is like make the mistake of starting off with like, oh, I'll just squat snatch my first one. And then by the, as you build up heavy, you're eventually probably going to max out your snatch but you still have room in the tank for your overhead squat, ideally. Like, your overhead, right. your through a max overhead squat should surpass your one rep max snatch, probably. Right. So, power yeah. clean. And then what was the second workout? Second workout was a 15, 15 of power snatches, bar over burpees, uh, or burpees over the bar lateral, so not bar facing. And then 10 snatches, 15 burpees, Bar, bar over the bar burpees and then five snatches 15 burpees again so what, what was your approach on that <laughs> too slow that's what my approach <laughs> was <laughs> too slow that one for me was like i knew that you could you could crush that workout and then wither like a like a flower the rest of the time because right. afterwards you had to do a, a bike sprint and then there was another 12-minute AMRAP and then, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So for me, it was like, how can I hit this at about 85% and still get a decent score? So it was all about pacing to leave, a, like, quite a bit in the tank. I will admit I took it too slow on the burpees. So when you're doing your pacing, I'd be curious to your approach to it. Do you, like, I view pacing by heart rate. Like, I do almost all my pacing the same way I run. So as an example, if I'm going out to run an eight-minute mile, I know what my heart rate should be for that. I know how fast... You know, that eight-minute mile is kind of the same thing when I'm doing burpees. I have two to three different speeds. I have one that's like kind of my 
50% of my max speed, 60%, 70%, 80%, and I've figured those out over the years. When you're going into a workout like that, are you approaching it with, I, I kind of know how much I need to pull back in order to survive, like when you say 85%, or... Like how are you approaching it? I don't approach it from a heart rate perspective. Like it's not like I'm I'm looking at my Garmin and being like, oh nope, heart rate's too high. I need to tone it down. That would be a much more scientific approach. But realistically, what I do is I have enough experience at this point to just to know where my red line is and make sure that I don't hit that. But almost everyone that I see, especially beginners, like whether they're skilled athletes or or really anyone, masters athletes, almost everyone in a competition setting like this, where you're on a stage or you're in front of a crowd, you're almost always going to redline way quicker and sooner than you ever thought. So you have all this adrenaline pumping through your system. You want to go really hard. And all I can say is almost always the right move is to pull back and take a breath. So for me, like when I approach the workout, the first the first 15 snatches, I could do this unbroken relatively easily. I forced myself to take three sets because I knew that if I force myself to drop the bar, take a couple breaths, it's going to help regulate that, that wantingness to sprint. So that, I mean, honestly... <clears throat> the way that you find out the right pacing is by is by doing those kinds of workouts in a in an environment where it's I guess in, like whether it's uh, team competitions or group competitions or going in class and testing out these like really high speed workouts. The only way I knew to scale back enough and probably a little bit too much, admittedly, was because I had that previous experience. But you, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah, right? of course. And that's, and that's a workout where a lot of people got punched in the mouth. Well, the reason I asked the heart rate question is, like, the, I've used heart rate most recently to start figuring out where that red line is. And I think a lot of people don't understand, like, red line for them, it's just, okay, well, I'm so gassed I can't move anymore. And there's, there's some science behind it of knowing, well, what is that point? Is it 160 beats per minute? Is it 170? Is it 180? Yeah, that totally depends on, on the age normally of the athlete. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to look at it. We've been talking about wearables a lot lately. Like, I like the idea of having a Garmin and looking at it in real time, but that's also not realistic for a lot of people where the whoop you have on the other band, you have a lot of wearables on right now, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to know where the rest of them are. But, uh, but the, like, the whoop as an example. I have a butt strap, too. Yeah, perfect. The, I, I liked the whoop one to be able to go back and look to see where was my max heart rate, where did it happen, yeah. and to be able to think back to say, okay, maybe that highest peak was wall balls. Maybe I need to start breaking more often there. You yeah. know? So I just I would encourage people to, if you're thinking about have a workout like this and I've got to pull back, you have to, you have to understand the baselines and test it some. Yeah, and another, like, another really interesting gauge that you can do is like a sub-max, meaning like when I'm lifting that barbell, Rather than going until the point where I can no longer lift it, you can kind of ask yourself, like, oh, do I think I can do five more reps? Do I think I can do two more reps? So you're just, like, in the middle of the workout, I knew it was, like, I never want to get to the point where I have less than five reps in the tank. And then I did it, and then I stopped, and then I rested, and I took some breaths, and then kept going. So just, like, leaving more in the tank than you think will almost always benefit you, especially when you have such a long workout on the back end. So I want to hear about this bike portion of the workout because everyone I've heard that came away from it, and I know that's kind of the typical reaction with the bike workout, but this one sounds particularly horrible. So what was it? It was a two-minute max cal bike. 
in the middle of this hour-long cluster. So you, of, have, to, so you have to make a choice. It, literally, you yeah. have to make a choice. Yeah. Are you dying on this hill, or are you going to sandbag like me to save yourself for the rest of the workout? And then, of course, there's some people who are so fit they can do both. Uh, but I chose the sandbag route. So I like, again, that one I was probably going at about 80%, maybe 85%. I got like a meh score, but it saved me enough to like get really solid scores in the final three workouts. 85% workouts. for two minutes doesn't sound like a sandbag to me. All right, well, then we'll call it 75%. <laughs> it was a sandbag. I mean, I, got, I, I think I got 37 calories in two minutes where 40 in two minutes should be pretty easy for me. Um, and yeah, and the fact of the matter is I was already very tired from that Metcon and I knew I had so much going on the back end where I was just like, this is not the hill to die on. And I, again, like it's one of those things where it's like, did I gauge it properly? I don't know, but I think I did on that particular one because I knew that the extra effort to maybe push to a 90% and get seven or eight more calories, maybe 10 more calories. Yeah, that would have moved me up the leaderboard a little bit on that particular workout, but I would have essentially been worthless in the remainder because I don't have enough volume in my system to work out and do six different tests in an hour. Like, I I just don't have that capacity built into my training, so I knew that I needed to take a little break. What was the workout after the bike? The workout after still involved the bike. It was an ascending rep scheme of basically there was... So so many calories on the bike. I think it was like three calories on the bike, a 10-foot handstand walk, and then you flipped the pig thing, the sled pig, whatever. I'm a, I don't even know what it's called, but it was a cool apparatus. We'll, we'll call it the sled pig. We'll call it the sled pig now. So you do one, one flip and then another handstand walk, and then six calories on the bike, handstand walk, three flips or two flips. So basically it's like the flips and the calories on the bike kept going up and the handstand walks stayed constant at 10 feet. The handstand walks were very much a non-issue. It was only 10 feet. It was very, very small. How much of a break did you get between the bike and this workout? Three minutes. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that is, that's the real question about how hard should you have gone on the bike with a three-minute break. Like, how you've got to determine how quick you can recover from that. And the answer, especially after the two previous workouts, was not. It was not long enough to recover in any way, shape, or form. Like, I was on the ground, and my judge was like, hey, uh, you're starting in 15 seconds. I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm very, fully aware of that. Yeah. No, no, I know. I'm just starting late. <laughs> you don't even... I did start. I think I started, like, five seconds did late. You? I was like, I'm, I don't care about this part of the workout. <laughs> it was a 12-minute AMRAP. Yeah. I wasn't ready to go full send on it. Well, and the problem with the bike workout is that when you're getting the rest period, it starts to escalate on you. So that first minute isn't rest, your body's catching up. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the worst part of the bike. I think that's what the kind of the the most undervalued part of the bike that people don't really complain about enough is that you you do the two minutes worth of work. You're like, okay, I'm done. You're actually not done. Your body's taking the next minute to two minutes to catch up to where you actually are, and that's when it hurts. Yes. Particularly when you're doing just a short sprint like that. Yeah. That's why I don't do them anymore. Swear to God. Like, I did that 50 cals for time once, and and I was sub two minutes, by the way. And then I walked around the building for about 25 minutes trying to not throw up. Yeah. And that's how long it took for it to finally start subsiding. It, like, I felt like I kept climbing that hill of nausea. For right, well it, after the yeah, work. For it's at like, least 20 it's minutes. like Fran, like especially if you can hit Fran with an intensity that's maybe like sub five minutes, sub four minutes, 
by the time you're done, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad, and I'm done now. Hooray. And then 10 minutes later, if you took a poll, like, hey, how do you feel now 10 minutes after? Way worse yeah. than at any point during the workout, which is a very interesting phenomenon. There's probably some science involved there, but I, I'm unaware of it. Well, I'm not a scientist, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, not that kind of scientist. Yeah. I, yeah. You're a meme scientist. I'm, I am a meme scientist. You are. You know, I've been really impressed. Like, you can be in the middle of a, of a brunch, like today. You're in the middle of a brunch. We're talking, and then you just whip out your phone, not in a rude way. You just whip out your phone, and then two minutes later, there's a new meme. You just, you're like, are you thinking of memes right now in your head as right we're holding this? Right this second, yeah. actually, yeah. While we're having this conversation. Yeah. yeah. You're a talented individual. Pretty much. It's like you have one, the front half of your brain is for normal interactions. The back half is for meme development. It, it's just observation. You know what I mean, come on, look at this crowd. Yeah. How could you not think of funny things? For those who are just listening to the podcast, right now we have 3,000 people. I know. Standing room only, right in front of the stage. It's nuts. Just, it, it's like being at a rock concert. I think I might go crowd surfing. There's some woman in the front row, topless. <laughs> yeah, it's, put your shirt back on. Yeah, uh, yeah, mom. There's children, go, there's children here. Mom, I told you not to come here. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a weird thing, Ben. Like it, it never stops. Mm. Um, people send me my. Here's my problem. When I see something, I have to act on it right then. Like, or whatever's going on in my head, I ha- I'm committed at that point. And it's the only thing I can do. I just get locked into it. And that's why it happens, you know? But, yeah. And so, then you immediately post it, right? Like, it immediately gets online? Uh, it depends if I've got something already scheduled. Today, I didn't have a lot scheduled, so anything I've come up with is just immediately gone on. And I usually do that at events like this because you see a lot of crazy stuff, and you don't want to schedule, like... Something that's just like kind of normally boring, and then something huge happens in an sure. event. You want to be able to be on it quick. Yeah, so. that makes sense. So I usually wait. Anyway, I respect the creation process. Hmm. You're always creating. <laughs> it probably didn't hurt that I had two tequilas at breakfast, so it made the creation. Does that boost your creative output? It did. Nice. It did a little bit. All right. You know, I've had the most compliments on today are these uh, fancy Innovate 300s that are pink and blue and teal. They have a lot. I'm colorblind, and I can tell there's a lot of colors going on there. I know. They're my Miami shoes. Nice. I'm wearing the black 260s, the Panchicks, in honor of Panchick coming out of retirement. He did come out of retirement for this. Well, I mean, we both did, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'd I'd like to see his score on on the gauntlet. Yeah, I think we'd probably be pretty close. Almost tied. Yeah. Almost tied. Yeah. We'd be pretty close. Dude, he's... uh, We would have gotten done in the same time, I swear. I promise you that. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. No no doubt about it. He's an interesting dude. I was talking to somebody from that crew today, and he didn't even know he was coming to this until a week ago. Nice. And was it just like a uh, an, a random invite thrown his way, and then he accepted it? Or no, did he, he called them. He, he decided I mean, he wanted to do it, so he called him and said, hey, I want to come you know, do Wadapalooza. Nice. And I'm like, I decided at the last minute to come too, but I'm just down here drinking. Yeah. And then, and then they're like, yeah, sure. You can come. Just, you just buy this ticket. Yeah. Buy this ticket and we'll let you in. The public entry ticket and, and give, give us money. And then, yeah, you can come and don't do anything dumb and we won't ban you. That's basically (laughs) what they told me. Oh, good times. Yeah. It was good stuff. I'm glad you had fun in the gauntlet. I'm glad you survived. It was a blast. It was a blast. What What are you going to do? So if you have to go again tomorrow, what's your recovery strategy for tonight? So it would be it would be uh, Sunday. Sunday. So final day. 
my recovery strategy will probably involve some maybe some dancing. Um, I'll try to make sure I stay really hydrated with all kinds of different liquids. Um, might sleep, maybe just a bit of rest, and then yeah, I'll be ready to go. I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Lots of coffee the morning of. Maybe some carbohydrates in the form of ice cream or cookies. I would be ready to go. And then obviously I'd swing by the UCAN booth. Sponsor plug. Yeah, sponsor plug. This this podcast is sponsored by UCAN. Yeah, they are actually. They uh, are here. They, they I would literally here. go there and get some bars and just smash yeah. some bars, get some of the electrolyte stuff, get some carbs. I mean, that's my normal pre-workout at the house right. when I have all, all my, my stack. It's some pre-workout mixed with the... The energy powder is what it's called, just right. the carbohydrates. And, yeah, I hit some of that, and I'd be ready to rock. And I would complain the entire time. <laughs> I, I actually, somebody asked me if I would do the gauntlet tomorrow. Should I do it, the scaled Absolutely. version? Absolutely. So then we can compare notes. You think? Yes. I don't think so. Um, I think you should. All right, I'll, cons- I'll think about it what tonight. Do you, what do you think in the crowd? Should John do the, the gauntlet? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going crazy that... Yeah, see, there are 3,000 people in unison they're just all cheering. Yes. Five more women took their tops off. Oh, my God. It's like bedlam down here. It's crazy. Anyway, well, I'll think about it. I'll consider Security's it. coming to kick us out. I know. I'll consider it. All right. Well, this is You should fun. do it. You know, this is the first time we've ever done this together live, like in person together. Right? Oh, you're right. Isn't that weird? This is weird. There's no Zoom lag. I know. Where you, like, finish the sentence, and then there's, like, an awkward pause, and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, well, you're the one with the awkward pauses. But well, now there's just, like, no reason to laugh, because, like, now that the timing's, like, together, I'm just like, well, John's not even funny at all. Not so. funny at all. <laughs> but, you, I mean, you look funny, so. That's all, that, that's all that matters. Just kidding. I love being in pictures with you, because then people realize how small I am. Mm-hmm. I'm the perfect CrossFit height. That's what CJ tells me. He's my, my head coach, and he always has to give me pump-up talks. Well, it's actually when I was originally in uh, talks with Innovate about getting them to sponsor the podcast, I'm like, here's the benefit. We can sell men's and women's shoes because Ben will wear the women's size and uh, I'll have the men's. This would be perfect. Women have the best colored shoes. Well, I mean, they yeah, you can't argue that. But, yeah. It's great. They always have the best line. I'm here for it. Yeah. Just so. slide me a, a women's size seven and I'm ready to go. Perfect. All right. Well, we will get back to our normal schedule next week. Probably, well, we might be a day late because we're both traveling. Yeah, I, tra- Monday is a travel slash recovery day slash I'm going to be catching some peacock bass in Miami. That's my main, that's actually why I'm here. It is a business write off, but I really want to catch peacock bass. Well, we'll still get on our normal schedule. I'm going to make you record something else while we're here. Okay. And we'll be on our normal schedule. Hopefully, we can do it at the really awesome podcast booth with great sound and Perfect. no distractions. Perfect. Huge crowds. All right, we'll get back on the schedule with our normal stuff. But this has been fun doing live, talking about the the gauntlet. I hope you get to go back because I'd like to have a sequel and find out how the next round. Oh my goes gosh! All I can say is that Wadapalooza is fantastic. I mean, we were both at the Rogue Invitational, which yep. was a great event. Uh, we've both been at the games together, great event, obviously. But Wadapalooza has a, a certain form of energy, whether it's the DJs, whether it's the excessive amounts of alcohol that is available everywhere. <laughs> But honestly, I think it's the people and the environment and the weather. It's it's really fantastic down here. Definitely, uh, definitely better than Cleveland, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, so. very much. All right, well, this has been fun. Uh, we're going to run, so we appreciate you guys listening, and we will chat with you guys next week. Bye, everybody.